0: Hello. Welcome back to Partly Sunny Lives. I am your host, Jenny Kim, and today we're going to be doing a little exercise, a little mind exercise, kind of diving deeper into, I think, my relationship with money. I think... Money is really complicated um, because all of our experiences with money are different and the way we view money are different. The way we view income is different. Um, We see different ways in which money could improve or not improve our lives. Um, We, as a society, constantly work towards you know, in some way or another, building our personal income, or if we are in a or people are not in a job that purely focuses on that, we kind of worry about those people, um, especially those that maybe are in like a financially stable job versus those that are maybe more like creative, more like freelance. We kind of potentially worry about them because I don't know. It's, It's not obviously as quote unquote stable um, and there are different ways in which they make their money and it's just not like the traditional way. And I think our personal relationship with money needs to be further explored because in that way you kind of can explore what you really want out of your life um, for example, for me, I kind of, how do I describe it? Money to me when I was younger was just a means to get stuff that I wanted, you know? And I feel like that's a pretty universal thing. I I mean, I, that's literally what money does. (laughs) You can exchange money to get stuff that you want, you know? Um, but more specifically, it was like, a means to get access to things that made me fit in, Um, whether it was like makeup or clothes or um, buying concert tickets to go see something with my friends. You know, a lot of that stuff was to fit in. Um, A lot of that stuff was to make me feel special. Um, And now I have kind of think of money as, well, we'll get more into it, but superficial level, I kind of think of money as more of like a means to get access to the kind of lifestyle that I want, you know? And I feel like, again, that's pretty much the universal way of thinking about money. Like obviously the more financial income you have, a higher level of, you know, financial status, quality of life status, potentially, um, not always. And I think at some point you kind of have to think how much is enough, you know? Because I think we constantly strive towards like making more. And um, we don't really know what the maximum should be because there really is no um, status quo where people are like, okay, i this is, I made enough, you know, and that's it. I'm good, I don't need to keep working for a promotion, I don't need to, you know, all this kind of stuff. There is no status quo for that. Um, and I feel like as someone who's working in medicine, or going to be working in medicine, or striving towards working in medicine, it's like a constant ladder up, you know? You know how in med school, I mean, you're literally in debt, uh, for the most of us, you're in debt and you're constantly thinking of, okay, when I graduate, I'm finally going to be making some money. And then you're thinking as a resident, okay, I can make more money in a couple years. And then when you're a fellow, if you are a fellow, then you're like, okay, I can make even more funny money as an attending. Um, for those of you who don't know, there's like a very dis- like distinct hierarchy <clears throat> or ladder in the way that doctors like move up. So you like start off as a med student and then this is like where you learn everything and then you graduate and then you become a resident which is like a doctor in training. Um, I mean, you are a doctor, you're a doctor, but like you're learning more specifically about like your specialty and how to actually, you know, treat people, yada, yada. And then you can specialize with further within your field. Um, So for example, like with orthopedics, people can just do general orthopedics or they can specialize in like hand surgery you know uh and then you can become an attending which is like you've reached full training you're ready to go see patients on your own all that kind of stuff Um, and typically what comes with a step up in the ladder is a big financial raise and a lot of the pull for med students especially Um, And I think any job that requires a big time and money investment in the beginning uh, is that it's going to be offset later on and you're going to be making way more money in the future. Um, And you'll be fine then. You know, it'll it'll have been worth it, basically. And I mean, I am guilty of that. I feel like I think of you know, what my lifestyle could be, how much better my life could be or will be in the future once I've made, you know, my attending salary or stuff like that. And I kind of wanted to like take a step back and first think about like what I actually want out of my life, like what I want to be able to do, because in some way or another, like money is necessary in the society, you know uh, for safety, security, uh, food, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but there are certain things that I do want to attain in life with the money that I have. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean I need to have reached an attending salary for that, you know, and I don't want to feel like I have to constantly be working so hard for a status, um, especially financial status, um, That is like, you know, 10, 15 years into the future when I could just be content with my life currently. And so this episode is um, very much diving deep into the psyche, the psychology. If you guys have not read the book, The Psychology of Money, I highly recommend it. Um, I personally didn't finish it. (laughs) I was going to finish it, um, but I ended up reading only halfway through. But I feel like I got the gist of it. Okay, no, scratch that. You should actually read the whole book. I was just lazy as fuck. So maybe you should read it. But it really like explores into how each of our relationship, like individually, is so different with money because we grew up in different uh, households. We grew up with, you know, like different parents who have different views on money. Um, We grew up in households with different income uh, and... We may have been exposed to different uh, life experiences that have influenced our way to think about money, and that in turn leads us to make certain decisions in our life based on that, you know? Anyway, it's a good book. I actually don't remember who it's by. I mean, I only read it halfway, so I really can't tell you much, but I will say the half of the book that I did read was pretty good, and it does make me think about these things. So... We're gonna, we're gonna get into it, now. Okay. <laughs> so I wanna start off this conversation first with the um, like disclaimer that uh, my relationship with money is, well, first, my history for money <clears throat> I would say is from a very privileged, privileged place. Um, I mean, when I was growing up, like when I was really little, uh, my parents were not like, I think, uh, so obviously my parents are both doctors, but when they moved to the U S like they didn't have any income. So we were still like, not really financially stable. Um, it wasn't until like, a few years later, when they worked hard to get to where they are now, um, they have become very financially stable. Um, <clears throat> so, in that aspect, I will say that we have come from a very privileged place. Uh, so, I mean, by that I mean I've been able to, you know, afford undergrad college. Food, safety, shelter, like all that kind of stuff. Um, So my perspective on money is coming from that angle, you know. Um, But anyway, how much money is enough? I feel like that's a very mm, broad but interesting question. Because some people answer that question as a number, you know. People are like, okay, six figures. Or I want to make like 120 and that's good, you know, that's like how I'll know I've made it. Some people answer with like the things that they have. It's like, oh, I'll know I've made it when I have this certain car or I can afford this kind of apartment or I can afford this kind of house. Um, And then I think others answer it more as what they can do in their day to day. And I feel like I used to answer this question um, all three ways. So I think when I was younger, I was like, yeah, I totally want to make six figures, like six figures. Perfect. You know, that's what people say uh, like with about the, what was it like the Forbes 30 and 30 list? I mean, they definitely make way more than that, but you know, uh, that's just like what the income I thought those people had. (laughs) Um, and I used to just answer for that number. It was an arbitrary number. I didn't really know what it meant. I didn't know like what, uh, how much time and effort that took. Uh, I didn't know what that could pay for. I didn't know how much rent was in this nation. Um, I didn't know how much food cost. I was just like, yeah, people say six figures or, again, some arbitrary number. And that's that. You know, I'll try to attain that. And if I can't, then I'll just have to keep trying harder. And yeah, that's that. But obviously when you move into more of like your later years, so like for me, college, <laughs> uh, you kind of start to learn a little bit more, you know, a little bit more about like what actually uh, is the cost of living you know uh for some people they obviously already had known that way back in like middle school high school uh I did not I was I guess sheltered in that sense I didn't really understand what it was like until I went to college and even then I was still like very supported by my parents so um again very privileged in that aspect but when you go to college you just start to realize a little more about like Again, the cost of living. And then also in college, you start to realize or see how differently people live and their values and their priorities and what they want to achieve in life. And especially uh, like, like as someone who viewed money when I was younger as a means to like fit in, um, get products that made me feel special, you look at other people and see what they value and what they th- think that they can access and achieve through money, and you're like, okay, well, maybe I should also want that as well. So in college, it wasn't really about the number anymore. It was about like the things I could get, you know? Because a lot of, at least my experience, not everyone's, um, a lot of college is, you know, going out, going out to eat, um, buying new clothes, uh, you know, making friends, having experience with those friends, and a lot of it was just like a lot about the th- stuff that I could have, you know, um, especially during because the pandemic, I it was like junior year or on junior year of college, um, the pandemic really took off and kind of shut everything down. And that's when everyone moved to being like chronically online, you know, <laughs> um, as if they weren't already. But like, I feel like this really like solidified it. Um, but everyone was looking online. Not everyone, but mostly everyone, looking online, seeing what other people were buying online, um, viewing this fake life. I want to say fake because the influencer life I feel like is pretty fake. Um, it's like real and fake. I don't know how to describe it. But from coming coming from a normal person viewing into like an influencer's uh, videos or something like that, it is pretty fake because it's all manufactured, um, but you're looking into these people's lives and you're like, oh my gosh, they have that and that and that and that. And I want that and that and that because if I have that, then that means I've made it because they look like they've made it. Um, and if it's in college and you're out like at a party, you see another girl, she looks really cool. Um, she's wearing this dress that just makes her look so cool and edgy and you're like, wait, I want that, you know, or I don't know if you're a guy, maybe it's like sneakers. I mean, girls can do that too. I don't know. <laughs> it's not the point. Um, And I really just thought about money as being able to afford all these things, you know, like I was like, okay, Making it in life is being able to afford all these things. And this is honestly where I thought, um, like, going into the medical field could help me a lot. Because people do talk about, okay, there's the long-term investment. But, like, at the end of the day, it does pay off. Because you're going to make, like, a shit ton of money in the end. And I was like, okay, great. Like, um as long as I can afford all this, like, that should be fine, right? Um, and... It was more of like thinking of medicine as. I don't want to say, because I don't want to. <laughs> let me rephrase. Medicine to me obviously is, was, is a passion. Um, but the added benefit of like the financial security made me, I guess, more relieved. And. Um, you know, the fact that I could potentially afford like all these things that I saw that other people are having um, felt like, you know, an added reason, you know, that I can go uh, maybe pursue this career, you know? And again, like (laughs) I wasn't just going into medicine because of that, Um, but again, it's like an added benefit, you know, because obviously you do have to think about your money, um, in your career and like financial stability and security and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, being completely transparent, like that's how it is. The reality of doctors going into medicine literally solely because they want to help people, although is a grand idea. Um, the reality is money is a big influence. And the sustainability of someone staying in medicine also heavily depends on like money and, you know, anyway, I digress. (laughs) So I was just like, okay, either medicine, which has the added benefit of financial security and I can make this arbitrary number, but it seems that um, I could afford all these things um, if... I became a doctor or maybe I could pursue another career that also will make like people say that it makes, you know, a good amount of money money and, you know, they can afford this and yet this. And I think this is when like uh, becoming like a software engineer, like a computer science engineer, getting a computer science degree became like super big because, um, you know, right right out of graduation, you see all these like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know the types of engineers. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> like engineers becoming, um, you know, hired, they get a paid like a shit amount, of, shit ton amount of money and they don't even work that much. Um, and they just like click clack on their computer. You know, obviously the job is way more than that and I'm not try- trying to downplay <laughs> So <laughs> I apologize for that. Um... But, yeah, all these jobs, like, started, like, coming up and it's, like, the promise of the lifestyle of you can afford, like, you know, all the things that you want, you know, all the stuff that you want. And I think this is also a main appeal of, like, influencer stuff because on the outside, it looks very... Um, easy to do I know that it's not easy to do whatsoever uh, because like the whole idea of having to film yourself all the time and have content ideas and you know marketing business whatever like that's obviously a lot of work um, but on the outside it looks like a means of a way to get the lifestyle that you want where you can be financially um, able to afford stuff you know, and like that's what's pretty much advertised in like an influencer video, like their ability to attain, obtain stuff. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's why a few certain fields of career, career fields, career paths um, started to become really popular and why I started to think about, um my financial success as being able to maybe fall under maybe one of these career paths and with the assumption that it'll be enough money to um be able to afford what I want because as a college student like you just you really can't unless you like your parents make like a shit ton of money and you can just use their credit card right um but then I graduate right I start working on myself a little bit more I start self-reflecting <laughs> I start writing in my journal you know <laughs> I start meditating I start thinking about like what I actually want out of life and um I realize or I'm still realizing I'm still learning that it's really not about the stuff you know and I feel like well, not everyone, but a lot of people go through this realization because you're it kind of like, it's kind of beaten into you that, especially in the society, that like having certain stuff makes you quote unquote successful, you know, like that's like the a common thing that we hear. And then th- it's also a common thing to hear like stuff isn't everything. It's about your experiences, what's your memories, it's about your relationship with people. I mean, we've all heard that before, right? Um, but you don't necessarily realize like how big of an impact like, or how big maybe potentially you value stuff, you know, until like you really sit down and reflect. And obviously in high school and college, you're not really self-reflecting about that. (laughs) Maybe some people are. I wasn't. I'm just like focusing on like how to pass my classes and what my friends are up to and, you know, what my future career is going to be, you know, stuff like that. I'm not really sitting down thinking about like my relationship with money on a super deep level, you know, Uh, which is why having a gap year is really important or multiple gap years is really important if you are planning on going into grad school and med school in my opinion in my opinion not everyone anyway you're self-reflecting I'm self-reflecting and I'm like this is not actually like what I want like none of this stuff actually makes me happy it makes me uh feel excited sometimes it makes me feel like ooh, you know fascinated but it doesn't make me happy you know and I'm starting to, like, work through my relationship with money and especially why I value, like, having certain stuff um, so much in my life, you know? Certain clothes, certain – I don't even know. Just stuff. <laughs> um, certain self-care things, etc. And I'm like, meh. Let's rethink this through because this, at this point I was like very, I would say pretty much committed into going into medicine and obviously medicine is a big time financial investment and I was like, I'm not gonna go into debt and then just keep thinking like, all right, like in four years I'll be set, you know? Or in 10 years, I'll be set. I'll be making my attending salary and I'll be set. And that's like a running joke, I feel like, in medicine. Or not even a joke, but like a real thing. Like people are like, okay, four years of investment, 10 years later, you're like, you know, making a 10 salary. I'm saying 10 is like an average number. It may be like lesser or longer. Um, But 10 years later, I'll be good, you know? I was like, let's actually think about like what, I want out of life, because at the same time, yes, in ten years, I could be making a lot of money, and that'll be I'll be able to attain like a certain lifestyle with a kind of money, and that's gonna be great, but that's also in ten years, you know <laughs> and versus now i i I'm in my twenties, I don't want to feel like I'm always not having enough because. I first off already have an insane amount like I again live in a safe secure shelter I have more food than I need probably I'm able to work on my health focus on my health Um, I'm able to like study for hours on end without any responsibilities I don't even have a pet to care about Um, like I already have an insane amount Uh, but like, we always think about like money as this factor that determines success in life. And I was like, I'm kind of tired of thinking that, I don't know. And like, obviously I can still joke about it and because that's that's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like how you cope, I guess (laughs) with, you know, being thousands of dollars in debt, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But I was like, I'm tired of thinking that because first off, it's not true, you know? My life isn't unsuccessful because I'm not making enough money yet, you know? And so I'm sitting down and I'm like, okay, how much money is actually enough for me? And I actually wrote it down here. And the exercise is like, what do I want to be able to do every day? Assuming or with the assumption that like, the financial income I have will be able to let me do this, okay? So, what do I want to be able to do every day? Number one, getting a coffee or a sweet treat without feeling guilt. I feel like that's a big thing for people. Uh, I don't know what it is about this time period in history, but getting a coffee or sweet treat is like the ultimate gift to yourself. Um, At the same time, it does cause a lot of people stress because it is money that is, I don't want to say thrown away every day or every other day or however often you get a sweet treat. Um, but for me, getting that is like a little mental pick me up, especially when you're going throughout the day and throughout the week, it's been really tough and you're like, okay, I just want to get a little sweet little treat. Just want to feel good. But like, I don't want to, get it, and then feel guilt for spending money on something I shouldn't have. Or like buying a meal out, you know, because I didn't have time to make lunch at home. I don't want to feel guilty about spending money on that. Or I don't want to not eat because I forgot to pack lunch, you know, Um, because my health is the number one importance, you know. So I think number one is that. Number two, being able to afford workout classes. Okay, now I know this is like very, all right, you know, a little pretentious, okay? Because (laughs) I feel like workout classes have like a big, um, I don't know, influencer guru lifestyle to them, which is fair, which is fair. Uh, But for me personally, workout classes bring me a lot of joy in my life. Um, they get me moving, they get me feeling good about my day, they get me feeling good about myself. Uh, The issue is that workout classes can be expensive. (laughs) And as a student currently, I can't afford that. Do I enjoy other forms of exercise and just going to the gym? Yes, of course. I do like running at the treadmill. Um, I do like affording a single class here and there, like single workout class here and there. Um, But my main form of workout is like going to the gym which is like part of my apartment and you know it's already like within my rent um but there are times where I'm just like I really want to be in a group in a room and just like be able to you know have an instructor with me and we can you know vibe together it just brings me joy so I want to be able to afford that because I like it and again it brings me joy and it brings me peace um, in the same way that, like, getting a coffee or sweet treat does, and I want to be able to afford that. I don't need, like, something super fancy. I just want to be able to, because there was this one, um, class I went to in New York. I forget the name of it, but it was literally a treadmill class, (laughs) as if I don't already, like, have a treadmill, um, at the gym I already went to, but I went to a treadmill class and there's just something so different when you see other people running alongside you and then an instructor like pushing you to go. Um, it's almost like the vibe of like running a half with like everyone running with you and like the vibes are being good. Um, it's like that, you know, you get to really feel like you're working towards something with other people. I guess like community is the biggest aspect of it, I guess, which is why run clubs I think are becoming super popular because, Um, A lot of people who, like, work jobs find it outside of college, like, find it difficult to, like, make friends, find community, which is why, I don't know, a lot of, like, sports clubs and, like, gyms are becoming super popular for their community. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) That was a side note. Um, Number three, being able to travel. I feel like this is, like, a very universal thing, I don't want to say universal, but a like very common thing that you see people like uh, answer when they are asked, like, oh, how much money is enough for you? And be like, oh, being able to travel. Uh, for me, it's like, yes, being able to travel. I don't need to travel, like, everywhere all the time. But, like, specifically, I want to be able to travel without the guilt of, like, not being able to afford seeing my family or friends. You know, I want to be able to travel to and go, like, Spend time for my friend's birthday. I want to be able to travel for like a f- anniversary of something. I want to be able to travel and go see uh, my siblings, whatever, event, game. It, I, I don't even know. Graduation. You know, I want to be able to travel and be able to afford that. I don't want to feel like I'm investing like, you know, half of my money for the month into this plane ticket or this, you know, stay. Like I, I specifically want to be able to travel without – feeling, um, like it's breaking the bank for me, uh, because traveling is more than just vacationing for me. It's, um, a way to see people that I love, um, because unfortunately not all of us live in the same state, you know, that is like the biggest, (laughs) that is the biggest downfall of graduating college actually, because everyone moves to a different fucking state and I'm like, stop it. (laughs) I can't even say anything. I'm the one that moved the states, so it's my bad. It's my bad. <laughs> but that's that's a big thing. I want to be able to travel. Obviously, I want to see new places. I want to explore. I want to not just be in the U.S. Um, I <laughs> studied abroad, <laughs> but that those like that summer was just like awesome for me because I also learned so much, you know. And yeah, that is like I think. A big thing in terms of how I feel like I'll have made success. Success is such a weird word though. I hate using that word because success also is always temporary. Like your definition of success is temporary. Um, so when I like say all this stuff, you know, my answers to how much money is enough, just know that like all of this can change and my values could change. And currently like, this is just what I'm feeling right now, because obviously in my time in high school, my definition of financial quote unquote success was different than in college and then in versus now, you know, um, I also don't have anyone to take care of. I, in terms of like children or pets or stuff like that. So, um, it's different. Fifth. I don't want to feel the pressure to constantly work. I think uh, a lot of reason why people like keep working and working and being in that cycle is because they feel like they will not they'll run out of money. They'll lose it all. And I feel like this is more of like a mental thing that I need to work on um, because even if you made like an insane amount of money, you could constantly feel like you need to keep working because you need to keep one-upping that every year. Um, So maybe this is more of just like a mental psyche for me and just like getting to a place where I feel like I don't need to constantly work, you know? I don't need to keep working super hard. I can just like try my best every day and that be enough, but I don't need to feel like I'll lose, again, break the bank, lose all my finances and you know all that jazz because again, it's a constant cycle. It's also really hard though, because as someone's going to medicine, like you're, the whole thing is like, this bitch is working hard. You know, all, all of us bitches are working hard. <laughs> uh, we love working hard. We actually, I think depend on it. We love saying that we studied for hours on end. Actually, it's kind of psychotic, but, um, whether you're like to admit it or not, you know, that's all I'm going to say. It's definitely something that we need to work on. Number six, being able to create the home space that I envision. And by this, I mean just like being able to decorate a place um, the way that I've always wanted. Um, and this is also like a very thing, material oriented thing. Um, but I'm kind of okay with it because. My home is where I spend all of my time, not all of my time, but most of my time. And I know based on, you know, psychology and behavioral health and all that kind of stuff, that the things around you greatly affect how you think, your quality of life. And I just want to be able to have a home that I genuinely love and... Um, again, that's like an arbitrary thing that maybe I need to also work on because even currently like at my apartment right now, I haven't, I hadn't decorated it to the fullest extent of what I was envisioning, like before I moved in and like my mood board and all stuff, but I am genuinely happy here. Um, I do love my apartment. There are some things that I wish I could add, but I can't afford. Um, but again, like I do genuinely love it here. So again, maybe this bullet point is like more of a mental psyche thing that I need to keep in mind because there can always be more. There can always be more done to kind of decorate your home and like interior design and all this stuff. There's always going to be more. There's going to be new trends. There are going to be new ways to decorate a corner. There's going to be new ways to decorate a dining room. But I think for me, it's just the idea that I can decorate in a way that I love and I don't have to feel guilty about it. And like, I can get the couch (laughs) that has the extra like room that I want, you know, that I can get the walking treadmill (laughs) for my standing desk that I can get. um, What is it? Like the, the pans that don't have like that. Is it like Telfar or whatever? I mean, I can afford not getting that now. I I don't know why i use that as an example. But, you know, there's, like, certain things that, like, mm, you could maybe elevate your life with, like, in terms of, you know, like, those things, that term, like, elevated basics. I don't know if that's, like, stupid, but, you know, there's just, like, again, certain things where you're, like, okay, maybe I could actually make time or afford for the quality of my life to be a little bit better, you know, in terms of that sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Um, next, to do my hobbies in many ways. Uh, so there's just like one place I went to in New York. It was my favorite place of all time. It's called Happy Medium. And it was a place where you could just do art casually. And by that, I mean, you just go, you pick like a quote unquote experience. Um, and it could be like pottery. It could be watercolor. It could be um, scrapbooking. It could be... Uh, acrylic painting, pesto, whatever you choose an experience and they like sit you down, give you paper, give you the art tools and you just do whatever the fuck you want with your friends and it's a vibe, it's so comfy you enjoy it. Uh, I wish I could have done that honestly every week, but it was like 20 bucks every week that I just didn't really have. Um but I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to do that. I want to make time to do that. I don't want to feel like I'm again, I'm breaking the bank that I'm doing that, you know? Um, I want to be able to afford art classes. I want to be able to afford, um, I don't know, like dance classes if I want. Um, I want to be able to do that again without feeling guilty. And I want to explore new hobbies. I've always wanted to get singing classes, but I was like, I, that's like an investment that I can't afford right now. (laughs) Um, I've always wanted to learn how to snowboard, you know, and I think just like being able to, again, like have the means to afford these classes, explore hobbies, explore things other than just my job, you know, um, and I think like that's like the biggest thing for me, seeing like what I'm capable of and what I'm interested in, you know? And I have many more, but I'm running out of time cause I need to go meet a friend for lunch. So <laughs> this is my list of stuff that I think kind of helps me determine what I want to be able to do every day and like how much money is enough for me. And honestly, currently, like I can do all these things already, you know? Although like I have to really think about where my money goes. And sometimes I do feel guilty. Um, But like, again, I was talking about like, oh, decorating my home in the way that I really enjoy. Honestly, if I look around, I genuinely enjoy my space now, you know? Um, It doesn't have all the stuff that I wanted on my vision board, like I said, but like, who the fuck cares, you know? Um, I genuinely enjoy, you know, sleeping here. I'm comfy. I love it. And again, it's just like arbitrary stuff. So in reality... I don't think I need to make, like, this huge number. I don't think I need to have this, like, assigned um, status with it. Like, oh, like, being an attending, you know? I think, like, I already have a lot of what I want. Um, Like, I was already able to afford going to, you know, like, that art space that I was talking about before. Obviously, I didn't want to get to go as often as I wanted to, per se. Um, So maybe if I you know, made like maybe a little bit more money here and there, maybe I could afford more of that, you know, but again, like I already could, uh, experience it and like have that as a memory for me. So like, and I'm, and I wasn't making, (laughs) like, I think I was making way less than 50K for my gap year, way less, way less than 30K, way less than, I don't even know. It was, it was nothing. Okay. Um, it's not nothing. Sorry. Didn't mean to say it like that. But um, what I mean by that is I think um, we kind of need to let go of this arbitrary sense of like financial success in the future. Because honestly, it's never going to be attainable because our values and our priorities are going to change throughout our life. Um, and there's always going to be more stuff that we want, more stuff that we think we should have. Um, So I think it's always worth like sitting down being like, okay, what do I actually value out of life? And what do I want my money to do for me in my life? Because then maybe we can stop like, you know, turning the cycle of, oh, I don't have it. I should get it, you know, and I got it next, you know, what do I want more, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much all I have. (laughs) Let me know if this was helpful. Let me know if this was dumb. Um, genuinely, having you guys, some of you guys come up to me and tell me that you listen to this is the most rewarding and um, fulfilling thing ever. And I'm grateful for you guys. It makes me like want to keep talking about this stuff because sometimes like when you're in the thick of it, you're like, am I even saying... The right thing um but it makes me genuinely happy to hear when you guys are like listening to this so i appreciate you guys and i'm grateful and maybe this week you can explore what money means to you and being able to really evaluate um how like what happiness i guess means in this context because it's important And we shouldn't be striving for something that we will never be able to obtain, you know? Anyway, enjoy your week. I'll see you soon. Okay, bye.